Adam LaFondra places it into that bottom corner and the Cove celebrates. Good day to you all, fellow Sky Blue fans and listeners. Uh, it is us, myself, Sean Maloney, back with Jules, and Jono is going to be joining us shortly. Jules, welcome back for another week of Sky Blue Stories. Happy days. Happy to be here. Yeah, not a lot of football happening, especially on the men's front, but no. nonetheless, there's always stuff to talk and digest and to dissect. Um, before we kick on again, just want to thank you all the Patreons, whether they be the one-off payments or the, the continued direct debit kind of payments. We always thank you for your support. And speaking of support, our sponsor, Arrow Sports, Adrian there, doing some, some fantastic work. And look, I've already gotten the email from my Canterbury Association to say uh, registrations are open. So it is time to start getting your mates to register. And if they need a kit for this year, Arrow Sports are the guys of the team to get you sorted and looking good out on the sporting field. So hit up Adrian at, at Arrow Sports, our wonderful sponsor. And um, even if you play terribly, at least you'll look good, which is um, half, of the, half the battle. Um, look, let's jump into this, Jules. Uh, a bit of around the ground. Mm. First thing I want to kick off with is our wonderful El Capitan. It was good to see Nat Tobin on the telly with... Um, the yeah. girls before the game on on the weekend against who did we play again? Bloody Perth uh, Glory. Perth Glory, yes, a wonderful win again. Um, originally, it was going to be a, a broken foot, and there was a little whisper of that, but it doesn't look like that's the case, Jules. No, no, it looks it looks like it's a, a lot more uh, upbeat than, than than that, and it was what like a pretty innocuous sort of challenge. So we were. Yeah. Holding out for the best, and yeah, it doesn't look like it's it's at all as serious as as that. So um, that's fantastic, and hopefully we get to see her out in the park very soon because she's a pretty integral part to our success this year. That's for sure. Especially now that, and we'll talk about this a little bit more. Especially now that uh, Remy and Courtney are finding mm. themselves overseas at the moment, Taylor uh, yes. as well. But we'll, we'll talk about those girls. But uh, Nat Tobin very important to our success going forward. Um, I reckon she, I, I, there was a whisper that she could have played last weekend against mm. Glory, but um, as, as we'll talk about in the review, the team's got great depth, so I reckon it was smart for Ante just to leave her out and go Definitely. rest up and you'll yeah. be right for next week. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is these postponements that were forever happening mm. and suffering from... Still my head in. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, if you've been living under a rock, we had our game on Friday night against Western United postponed. I don't want to necessarily talk to us about individual postponements. So I know like the Wanderers game against, uh, I think it is against Perth actually, uh, has been postponed for this weekend and there's going to yep. be countless others. How do we see this season playing out? Are we, are we going to go back into bubbles? Yeah, I mean... I would be as terrible as it is for whatever team that's displaced and that sort of thing. I mean, we, it will pale in comparison to what Wellington have had to do for the last yeah. couple of seasons. But Crimea yeah, um, River, like, come on. Yeah, yeah exactly. If, we, if you have to move to, to a state, it's terrible yeah. um, just to finish off the season. But if it needs to be done, I think it has to be done. You know, even if that were you know, the case that it got moved up to Queensland. Would it suck because I can't go to, to Sky Blues games in person? Yeah, that would that would be annoying. But we've got a like, it's getting a little bit beyond ridiculous how many postponements, and I get it. It's, it's unprecedented times, but we're going to have to find some sort of solution because this can't happen every week. We already talked about the, um, the schedule congestion that's going to happen pretty soon, and it's, it's right. If it's not... You know, in the next couple of weeks, it's it's pretty much it's upon us, effectively. Yeah, no, no doubt, Danny and the APL guys are, are sorting it out and seeing. You know, there might be a case where we're just going to have to play 
more midweek games, be able to get it all completed yeah. in the last month or two, similarly to last season in, mm. in the lead up to the semifinals and the like. Yeah. So, which won't necessarily disappoint us because, hey, we might be able to see, you know, two, three games over yeah. the of the Festival of football. So, um, but that or being able to see regular football on a weekly basis, I know what I would pick, but yeah. um, we just got to kind of roll with the punches at the moment. But as we'll talk about later, at least we've got two games, double the yes. rest to look forward to this week. Yes, yeah, exactly, which will be good. Hopefully, well, let's hopefully they, they get here in one piece. Uh, I think we foreshadowed this with our chat with Courtney a couple of weeks ago. Spoken uh, into existence, I reckon. Yeah, uh, we'll take a little bit of credit. Um, massive congratulations. Remy is back in the Matilda setup, as is Taylor, kind of, um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Courtney too. So um, really, really happy for those three. Um, they'll do us proud regardless of whether they make the final squad or not. So, Jules, are you surprised with those three names? Not at all, to be honest. I think um, it's probably a little bit of bias um, and there's so much talent, I think, that has to be said in the Matilda squad. But I think Courtney, you know, to be on a train on is, is good. I, I personally feel, you know, with a solid camp, she'll definitely book a final ticket and, mm-hmm. and get into the squad. I'm, I'm really... I really think that that will happen. I think it'd be a good, astute um, selection uh, for Gustafsson because she's just got that X factor, something that you can bring off the bench and change your game. So um, Remy in the squad, 100%. Sad that Taylor had to bow out due to the COVID. I mean, it's, you know, again, if we're, you know, I... You know, I myself had a bit of a bout with, with COVID, but I definitely didn't miss out on a national team selection because of it. So, um, yeah, I, I feel for Taylor, but she'll get another opportunity different down the road. She's a talent. She, she'd be happy, and as, as would others in the club, that at least she's getting that recognition for how she's playing definitely. at the moment. Mackenzie might have been unlucky, and I think another person that might be lurking into Matilda's selection um, in the future, maybe maybe for 2023 next year for the World Cup, if not something beyond, is is Ali Green. She mm. has to be yeah. the understudy to, to Steph Catley um, mm. at the moment with that lethal left foot that she can put balls into the box. So um, She's been excellent. Yeah, she's got a good engine on us. So congratulations to those three girls. Um, the injury report is getting a little bit ridiculous jewels um yeah it's reading like a really involved recipe for disaster yeah, like looking at some of these names alfie with his hammy like I, I you kind of called that you kind of called that i think like yeah, you said I, uh, yeah that he'd be out hammy's are funny things like even yeah. if they feel like they're ready to go and you start mm-hmm. jogging on it if you start to you know go too hard too soon um so it's maybe you know this um postponements might be a little bit a blessing in disguise that we don't lose Alfie for any games or anything further. Further, Costa, of course, with his fibula. Bratz, yeah, sorry. Uh, Connor O'Toole, I was a little bit excited to see him get a little bit of time, potentially, especially for FFA Cups, but... Maybe he fell uh, down the well. Yeah, what a signing that's been. Um, Good, yeah, all the best, Connor. Uh, Zulo, another week, calf. Uh, Callum Groin. Um, we've all at one, especially my teenage days, I overloaded my groin uh, many a time, um, but it never put me out of playing soccer. Um, so I'm <laughs> playing football. Yeah. Um, so he's done his groin. I won't ask how exactly. Um, he's a young lad. Yeah, you know. Let the lads play. We've got some downtime between these postponements. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but he says that he's building them up slowly, six to eight weeks. Mm. Uh, it's a, it's a, it must be a pretty decent. I mean, I know it's one of those kind of like the hamstring in terms of it, you feel like, oh, it could be okay. And then, you know, you put a bit of, you know, strain on it and it goes again. So, look, it's, the, I suppose we're lucky because our depth has been shown to be actually a little bit better than probably what was initially. Mm expected when we looked at maybe the squad before the season started and we had some question marks on some players, but some players have, have stepped in. There's been some shining lights like Paddy Yazbek. So, um, 
I guess we're lucky in that sense, but if this list starts to grow a little bit more, then we start to really get a little bit, uh, you know, too thin probably. So fingers crossed we we can sort of um, stem the bleeding, so to speak. All right. Uh, more signing news. Um, I thought the, the signing of Mustafa Amini, um, massive, massive coup for the club, getting Musti in um, during this transfer window time to replace Bratz essentially, but... All you ask. All I got. All I got to say is a bubble what? A bubble. <laughs> a bubble what? Uh, the blood. <laughs> he's uh, apparently Pierre Pierre Emric Abamyang is uh, coming to Sydney. Um, confirmed, confirmed by Danny in negotiation. <laughs> that is some like top end trolling from DT. It has to be said. That is pretty good. Like it, it got me. I uh, like I messaged the our chat with uh with you know Jono and um you know you would have seen that Sean and yeah. I was I think I, I'm not too proud to admit it. I got a little bit excited at first. I'm like, nah, no way. And then I realized that he's on about 350k a week. And I was like, well, if it, in, uh, if Insignia can go from Napoli all the way over to the, the cold of Toronto FC, still within his prime. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> one of the better Serie A teams, and and if not one of the best European teams, if not international mm. teams at the moment. That is a shocking. Yeah, yeah. You never. It's know. not completely unprecedented, I guess. But yeah, yeah I think, never um, know. I think, think he's having the same front with wood. Who knows? <laughs> Pace merchants, hundred percent. Yeah, I might have to buy myself an Arsenal jersey on top of the <laughs> on top of the Perth Glory story. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, last little bit of thing that, uh, that I just wanted to touch on before we move on is, um, look, uh, you don't want to look too much into these things. It's early in the season and, you know, the three points, the, the competition table itself is the most important, you know, numbers to worry about. But just just a little, like this photo I put on the run sheet, Jules, is me lying mm. on the couch watching the, the game on the weekend. So pardon me for the... the <laughs> Good setup, mate. It's all right. Um, but look at that name who's equal mm. first at the moment. Yeah. Right behind uh, Bazanich there of, of, of Mariners, but our one and only Anthony Caceres. It's pretty uh, – I think he's been – I think he's been pretty good. I, I don't know if – I don't know if I think he's been the best player for us the whole season, but um, he's been up there, right, and – yeah, it's, I mean, it's just rewards for some of his performances. I think he's been when he's sort of had the the less defensive duties to, and he's you know got a little bit more freedom. He seems to really enjoy that. Um, I think he is a, a more of an attacking midfielder anyway. So mm. yeah, good. Like you said, no, we don't want to read into these things too much and and that. But uh, it's it's nice to see a, a a Sydney lad up the top there. Yeah, that's for absolutely. sure. Absolutely, he's um. Been one of our better shining lights this season. I think he's class and uh, definitely amongst our best 11. Uh, it's just good to see a bit of recognition for Anthony because he toils away, kind of flies underneath the radar. Um, yeah. yeah, so good on you, Alex. Uh, good on Anthony, sorry, on the Alex Tober leaderboard. Jules, moving away from our usual programming of news around the grounds, reviews and previews, before we get to the review of our Perth Glory game, the girls up against Perth Glory and Lisa Devanna. It's a new year. We've turned over a new. Mm. It's a time to reflect, but also look ahead. Um, so I just I wanted to ask your thoughts on what have we learnt about Sydney FC this past year? Let's reflect. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting sort of question. It's can I guess it can uh, it can be quite broad, but I suppose. I guess some of my observations of what we've we've learned. I think that the first one I've got here is um, is not winning silverware even for a year doesn't suit us. Oh, okay. Um, the expectations. Yeah, I, I think it's look. I think we've all come. We've all grown accustomed to, and probably been a little bit privileged in the in you know seeing some some beautiful football over the last few years and the, you know, the success that we've had over the last five is unprecedented in Australian football history pretty much. So uh, I think we're a little bit spoiled uh, as a result and 
um, we sort of have this expectation. And I think it's, I actually think it's a good thing. And I think a lot of people would in and around the club or even supporters like that we hold ourselves to a, to a higher standard and to not have a, a year with silverware, I know for the fans and I'm sure all the, the players and the, and the coaching staff left a bit of a bittersweet, a bitter, sorry, a bitter taste in, in our mouths. And, um, yeah, it's uh, the sooner we can we can correct that, the better. So I think that's the first thing is not winning silverware doesn't suit us, I don't think. Something I had was um, actually moving away from the men's at the moment is, is just how good a coach and football operator Ante Juric is. Mm. Um, you know, I've got a little bit of a Sydney Olympic background and where he, you know, played in his younger days and where he, you know, works with now. But I think what he's done with the women's team, um, you know, moving on from Teresa or, and, um, you know, that, that, that W League or A League Liberty, whatever you want to call it, has had some massive names and big shoes to fill in the past. So to transform and to continue that team with great success, I, if, if I was a coach of maybe a, a, a second-tier team to come in, I'd be looking yeah. at Ante Juric to fill that spot. Um, yeah. I, or maybe, you know, I think genuinely, I'm not a huge fan of Tony Gustafsson. I reckon Anante Juric could have that spot um, in, in beyond 2023. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing because I think um, it's not... Well, we've, we've had some... We have had some... I guess foreign coaches for the Matilda setup in the, in the past, but it has been predominantly, you know, Australian coaches and that sort of thing that have been given the uh, given the honour of of representing their country and, and taking you know the the Matildas. So I think you you couldn't do um, any better than than Ante if you were looking for someone if Gustafsson was to to leave or you know take them to the World Cup and then maybe he gets another project or he just wants to. Do something different. I think if Arte is still, in, uh, you know, having the same level of success and he's proved himself time and time again, um, I can't see why he wouldn't be putting his hand up for that role. And he deserved to as well. He, he the, the, you're right. The way he's regalvanized the squad multiple times, um, and he has an eye for talent. Um, you can see that. You know, Courtney Vine. We're talking about her, but you know. It, she, she's put in the work. She's obviously got to where she she is right now and all credit to her. But in terms of seeing that there was something there, seeing that, that oh, no, let's push her a little bit more. There's something there. Let's let's give her a chance. Arte's given her a chance. And to move her out wide away from, you know, onto more of a wing than, than that centre forward. Yeah, that's so, right, yeah. Um, anything right. else you've learned this year? Um, yeah, I think, I think there will be a changing of the guard sooner rather than later. Mm. Um, I think it's it's pretty much upon us. And when you look at just some of the, I suppose, in, in this new season, we're seeing Ninko get less game time. Um, and he hasn't had probably the same level of injury problems as, say, an Alfie has or, you know, um, the COVID situation that Bobo's been in a couple of times and that sort of stuff. So I think that that's sort of showing that maybe we are being a little bit more open to utilizing the youth, hopefully. Because I think that that is in all, you know, in all seriousness, you know, we joked about, you know, play youth, trust youth, and all that sort of stuff. But it's kind of got to the point now where I think we do have to to have that, you know, sort of what Courtney said about that mix of bit of experience, a bit of youth, and get that like cohesive blend between the two. I know it's not as simple as that, but I think we've shown that some of these these um, these lads that have come through, you know, Yazbek, Wood, Bahaja. I mean, Bahaja obviously we nicked from, from Mariners, but we'll take he's it. He's young, still very young. But he's young, so, and they're doing well. So, yeah, I think it will happen, though. I think it's yeah. it's already starting to happen. Yeah, you, you great minds think alike. I, mine was, uh, this is going to sound harsh to start off with, but I'll say it, Dad's army needs to move on. <laughs> They've served us bloody well, and you know, in, in Sky Park, uh, I want a mural um, of, oh, yeah. of of you know the Bobos and the Ninkos and those older players, Wilcos. Where's the yeah bronze statues? 
Yeah, you know, some nice, you know, were they buffs, you know, just up the head. But, um, but I think it's time to to move on. Not a massive overhaul. I don't think the whole thing needs to be cleaned out. But yeah, some of those faces that have come through our academy that have run around with the NPL, New South Wales, Sydney SE side of things need to be given more of a chance. So that's that's what I've learned. Um, yeah. Something that you'd like to see for 2022, Jules? Any hopes, dreams, desires? I've got uh, <laughs> I've got two. The first one's pretty obvious, and it's my first point for the what we've learned. Silverware, it's an absolute must this year. I think we have to we have to get something. I think the FFA or the Australian Cup, but I'm I'm sure it's gonna you know all the rumors are uh, yeah. Um, oh, no, the project, so yeah, Australia, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that. when they change names, but I think that looks the best chance. Um, I'm not saying that we, we, um, you know, without the hunt for the bigger, the bigger items, you know, the toilet seat and the um, the um, the toilet lid or the premier's plate, whatever you yeah. want to call it, maybe uh, in the um, championship things, uh, yeah, the yeah. Well, the girls are certainly doing doing what they're what the they do best, and yeah, they are doing a lot of the heavy lifting at the moment. And to be honest, look, in, in terms of silverware for the club, I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to get something from the girls this year, whether it be the Premier's played or the, or the actual championship, yeah. or it's both. I think we, we, we're a great shout for both, considering how we've been, but definitely be the first thing on my list would be silverware. Well, you, you stole my point, Jules. Thanks very much. No, uh, but yes, <laughs> with silverware was, was the girls to get the double. Um, they got yeah. the Premier's played. For the what was the W League last season, um, and then you know missed out in the in the final uh, thanks to victory, uh, thanks to like Sakari, Kenny Cross, and Devanna. But I, I could see them, and I don't want to jinx it. And they haven't come up against. It looks like a little bit of a, a three way horse race battle mm. thing in the in the women's side with Victory City and and ourselves. Um, maybe Newcastle might start to pick up a bit. I have a feeling when you got the likes of Emily Van Egmont, but yeah. We haven't played those two big heavy hitters yet, so time will tell. And I haven't looked ahead at the draw beyond this weekend against Canberra, but I wouldn't be surprised if we play City and Victory with the like with the likes of Courtney and maybe even you know and and um, yeah. Remy not there. But then again, they'll they'll be missing the likes of Kyra, yeah, Kyra Kenny Cross and somebody else. But yeah, I think it's I think it's it might be a double header for that. Um, it, our usual Australia Day game that's been brought forward to the 25th, I think it might be a double header. So it might be that's when we play the victory um, in both the A-League women's and the A-League men's. So it um, won't be too long until we get a real real test, a real big test mm. with the likes of the two two Melbourne-based, two of the Melbourne-based teams. So, yeah, it'll be interesting yeah, to see so, how we so go. That's for me, the girls to get the double. Um, yeah, nice and the game. other one I had was... Sorry, everyone listening. You're going to hear me kind of repeat myself a bit in the theme, but youth is played more. Now, mm. I don't necessarily expect the amount of youth that we had against MacArthur the other week. Um, you know, and then, you know, the likes of Coleman, Corey Holman and Sagegic come on, but just some of them starting. Yeah. Yaz starting every week, you know, Wood starting every exactly. week. Um, Joel's young, but, you know, Max, I know, you know, starting yeah. every week. So I'd like to see some of those youth faces start yeah. every week. Because yeah. you look at Paddy Asbeck, you know, he's been given time over the last few games, like almost or mostly 90 minutes of it, and, and he's just flourished. And that's yeah. the best way to learn and train is, is to play football. And that was that's often some of the, the criticism with Australian football is that we don't have enough games. Mm. Country, yep. Europe and the like, it just there's always a lot yeah, of chock block. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I'd like. Yeah, look, I th- it would be. I don't know how you drop Yazbek at the moment. I, I just, I just can't see it happening. Like he has performed exceptionally well. He's shown he's more than up to the up to the standard. If anything, he's, he's dominated some of his midfield duels. So. Um, and Wood's been, in in my opinion, has been our most lively striker this year. I think Alfie's been extremely unlucky. 
with a couple yeah. of opportunities and that. So something will click for him and he'll start, you know, banging in the sausage rolls um, soon. But, um, yeah, definitely those two for me are absolute standouts. And, you know, I've got a big soft spot. I think you do too, Sean, for, for, for Maxi Burgess. So um, I think he's a brilliant player. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. At, at the – what was our last game at Cogra? Uh, uh, I know it's been so long ago, but he, he, he started the- – <laughs> Okay, he started on the bench and he came, you know, as they come out the back there to, to warm up. And I just yelled out, yeah, yeah. Sydney Olympic. And he does yeah, like, yeah. You know, a little chest pump thing. <laughs> yeah. to, to the That's good. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that. You're probably thinking this guy's a dickhead, but anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, did you have any more goals or hopes? I had I'd, I'd one other, and it's just um, a, a worthy successor to DT. Is my um, other thing on the on the list. So I think we've been extremely uh, spoiled the so last that rules two. Jonathan out. That rules Jonathan out. Jonathan, sorry, mate. Uh, yeah, it's it's not looking good for you, mate. Application has been chucked into the bin. Um, but <laughs> no, but we, we have been spoiled in all seriousness with the last two um, being probably the best in the game at the moment with DT and then Tony P. Um, so I think some, some of us underestimate how important it is to have that, you know, that head of the snake, the CEO, um, how, how important that can be to, to a football club. Uh, you can see it over overseas, a lot of clubs where they don't get that appointment right. And it just, everything else beneath it crumbles. So yeah, fingers crossed we, we can, we can come to a pretty good solution there. Now we had one loan game of football we didn't have much but we we had some it's good though and then the girls gave us an absolutely fantastic game against perth glory um i think that was their third game in eight days or something like that yeah, it's been um, a superb 4-0 win against perth uh three nil half time goals to remy courtney mckenzie again and charlie rule getting on the score sheet as well um look these girls haven't conceded a goal i think in over 400 meter, minutes Touchwood, as I say that, um, they only can, we've only conceded one goal and that was all the way back in round one against Newcastle. Um, look, we had no Nat Tobin because she has a you know, foot thing to recover from. Taylor, of course, COVID. No Jess Nash. And I haven't read anything why. I may, may have missed it on the socials and the like why no Jess Nash was there. However, despite some of those names out, other girls came in and got the job done and done well. Um, I'll, I've got to say, Jules, I, was, I thought, I know Perth has had a busy schedule of late, but I kind of thought they'd put up a little bit, bit, of, a, bit of a bigger and better fight. than what they Yeah, did. I did too. Like, we did our score predictions, and I think I was the most ambitious, saying 2-0. I thought, oh, yeah, yeah we, we should be in 2-0. I think we'll be, you know, we won't concede a goal. So I was half right, but I definitely didn't see us getting away with that game as easy as as easy as we did. I definitely saw it as a bigger test than what it ended up being. Um, you know, and I watched the game. I didn't, I don't think the scoreline, um, you know, flattered us or anything like that. If anything, we probably could have had a lot more um, yeah. in all seriousness. Well, you know, Mackenzie had a penalty saved. Yeah. Good um, save too. Brilliant save. Yeah. I don't know, you, Jules, you're a player and one of the elite up there in the Northwest. Um, yeah, what, what, you know, I'm jumping ahead of the what, what some of the key points of the game, but just with penalties, what are your thoughts on if you're a forward in particular yeah. and, you, and you win that penalty in the box, Yeah. do you feel you have the right to take it? Even though in your team maybe there is a bit of a default designated penalty taker, do you go... I got. T- I made that run. I got tackled in the box. I earned that pen on the spot. I'm. I. It's a hard one because I, I. I'm a bit of the opinion of um, whoever's confident take it. Like yeah. if and some people, you know, we don't know the situation. Maybe it was a case of the player who, who won it again. It was um, Rojas. Rojas and Rojas did actually look like she was confident to take it. So in yeah. this instance. If that was the case, I probably would have just deferred and gone, oh, yeah, Rojas, you can you can have it. You won it. You stood over it. You're confident. Have it. But I'm actually the penalty taker for, for my <laughs> side. So I have uh, – if there's a pen, I pretty much have already started walking towards the ball. 
okay. to pick it up and, and put it on the spot. So I don't know. It's um, a bit biased there, maybe. Yeah, I thought she won. I thought it would have been nice for her to get her first goal for Sydney. We were yeah. up at 4-0 at that point. So I was like, you know, Mackenzie, at this point in time, you don't need any more goals. So <laughs> yeah, she's getting greedy. It's not, yeah. it's not the end of the season where she's neck and neck for the golden boot with somebody yeah. that goal to get ahead of her. or Maybe her parents pay up her goal or something like that, yeah, yeah a little goal bonus. <laughs> I know I had a, had that back in the day with my grand, so yeah. there you go. Um, look, uh, Great game by the girls. That third guy, I watched this game intently because there was no other football to watch. But um, Courtney Vine, you know, she's known for that big marauding run, you know, muscling girls off the ball, her pace, um, hence how it got her, her goal on the 17th minute came about. But if you haven't seen the highlights of the game, go back and watch it, everyone, because her nice little dinking chip of a pass into Remy, who then turned and uh, shot it at Courtney Newborn and who parried it. And then Mackenzie was, you know, Johnny on the spot. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was an ended up being like a, a, a tap in of sorts for Mackenzie, but she still had that presence of mind and the anticipation yeah. to, to make that run in at the six yard box. But, yep. you know, I hope, um, you know, that this, this game did a massive favors. I hope Tony was watching it. Tony G. And just say, okay, she's got a few things in her her, her arsenal in her bag yeah. in terms of um, what a striker or what a forward should do. So whether it be you know, taken on a play with pace or a nice little, you know, finesse of a dink of a little chip into Remy, um, it was absolutely magnificent. I noticed that too, Sean, and I, I I agree. I think it just shows her probably a good showcase of her versatility as a player, like you've you've pointed out there, and it's not like we haven't seen it before you know we were i was you know to use your term wax lyrical over the um the you know that sort of uh, side heel pass that she did yeah bring it early again yeah yeah newcastle the newcastle game it was brilliant and you could tell that she meant that as well it's not like oh she just flung her leg out Mm. and you know hope for the best so she's got it in her locker um to to pick apart you know Defences with with an intricate pass here or there, so just another arsenal in uh, weapon in our arsenal, I should say. Yeah, and then just half a dozen minutes later, Courtney does what Courtney does and does so well, and that was just beautiful first touch ahead of her, beats the defender with that touch and that pace, and she scores a beautiful shot um, to the far post. Great finish, yeah. Mirror image of what she did uh, the week earlier against the Knicks. And I think she and she also did it earlier in that game as well, but it went too far past the far post. So, and then uh, Seamson's great goal as well. Um, you know, lovely ball from Hunter down to Vine, and then beats the defender and crosses to Seamson, who, who finishes at first time. But uh, you know, really happy for Charlie Rule to get that goal, her second of the season as well on the yeah. floor, in, into the second good header. Great header. Great header. Great header. Yeah. Really good timing on the run. Just yeah. Massive plays in the middle and she just <laughs> she just picked Very it. Very brave. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was something I was a little bit critical over the last couple of games that we kind of dropped off a bit in the second half. And mm-hmm. I dare say we maybe did that a bit again. But um, it was nice to get a goal in the second half. Unlike yeah. the, the next game. Um, and then Green hit the bar. And then, of course, we could have had five. But I'm, I don't want to get greedy when, when uh, Mackenzie missed the pen. But um, did any of us pick Princess to be captain? No. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not Arthur a... Did you pick... I picked you, Remy. You picked Remy. I think... I think... I think John oh. might have picked Remy too. I, I think. Like, I think I might have picked either Mackenzie or, or Jada. I think you picked Jada. I yeah. Think you picked Jada. Yeah. Which wouldn't have been a bad choice. Oh, look, I, it's it's a fine choice. Like Princess has been around for a while, so yeah. makes sense. And congratulations to her as well. It's a, it'd be a big honour to obviously don the armband. So probably also a bit of a nod of sorts in that no Remy next week. Now mm. who knows? She might miss another game. Just you know, just being cautious. Yep. And the girls are travelling really well, so why push it? Yeah. Um, in that she'll need to take on more responsibility now with those two girls out. That's true. Um, That's a good point. Um, 
so her up front, I imagine, will be Paige Satchel and um, and Rojas up front with her. So congratulations, Princess, a 100% record. Uh, as, as Best Sydney uh, FC captain ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, the record strikes. And another great thing was good to see, and I, and I picked this, and I was wondering where she had been, because so I don't think I'd seen her on the bench maybe on a very earlier game this season, but Tash Pryor. Yeah. Um, we're very lucky to have her because we had early brush go down earlier before the season. And then, of course, Nat's out. So to have the, an older head, so to speak, of Tash mm. Pryor in the centre-back was was very much needed. But yeah. two girls I want to just wax lyrical about because they were absolutely insanely good was uh, Sarah Hunter and Rachel Lowe in the, in the midfield, along with Mackenzie. Um, I want to swear, but fuck, they were good. <laughs> Mate, I think uh, I think it's completely justified there. They were they're, you know absolutely bossing it yet again. Um, so it's it's just it's great to see. Like we've got, I think we've talked about it a couple of times. Just the depth of this squad is unbelievable. You know, having injuries and and serious injuries as well. In terms of you know, not serious potentially in terms of how long the players will be out, but. Um, but certainly serious in terms of the, the calibre of players that are not available. But then we still have a, just an absolute embarrassment of riches when it comes to, to this team. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sarah's pulled over from the Wanderers and she's just gone leaps and bounds. And they're still young, like young girls and they're just playing years, years ahead of them. I'll say it again, keep an eye out for Rachel Lowe. She's the next kind of... Mary Fowler, Kyra Cooney-Cross, mm. youngster coming up through the Matildas ranks. I, I, okay, maybe, no, okay, maybe World Cup maybe isn't too far away, but whatever is the next kind of tournament after that or mm. friendlies or whatever, yeah, keep an eye on Rachel Lowe. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, so that puts the girls seven points clear at the top of the table. Um, having conceded a goal in Yonks, um, the girls are flying at the moment. And if I know Ante, which I don't really, but... <laughs> you'll keep these girls incredibly level-headed. Um, yeah, it's it's a long or longer season. And the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anger that came with not taking out the top prize last year because of victory um, will be in their memory. So that will spur them on Absolutely. to stay on top and, and keep going. So congratulations, girls. Yeah, absolutely. Well, off we go into the hopeful preview of a fixture that's happening tomorrow with Brisbane Roar. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still so apprehensive in terms of <laughs> if, if, it's, if they're actually going to get here in one piece and, and virus-free. But we are hosting Brisbane Roar, third time's a charm, Wednesday night, 12th of January, kickoff at 6 p.m. at Cogra. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So the winner will play Central Coast Mariners in the semi-final. It's already the draw's already been done. Uh, so predicted lineup for this. What are we thinking? I we've kind of seen from Steve that he's taken this tournament seriously. I think John was saying weeks ago you kind of get two coaches, coaches that take these um, tournaments, League Cups seriously, and the ones that don't. Yeah, Steve is, and uh, I think he generally wants to win it and might use it as good motivate or good momentum for our own A-League season. Because we didn't play against Western United, in theory, um, everybody who is fit will, you know, obviously there won't be any brats. Alfie, I don't think, will be there. Costa, of course, those names we mentioned earlier with that injury report. Mm. But I expect we'll see our best 11 um, from what we have. Yeah, oh. I couldn't see why not, especially considering I know we've got another game against the same opponent yeah. um, on Saturday. But um, in saying that, I think it, it's it would be it would be silly to not play you know our strongest eleven um, at this stage with the injuries and various you know COVID our own sort of COVID problems and, and all that sort of stuff. Luckily, it hasn't been as as much as a problem as it has been other squads, but our, our best starting 11 is probably the one that ended against MacArthur, mm. close to. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if we just rolled out that same 11. Absolutely. And, and, just, and just go for go for gold. The only player that was missing, like I was on that injury list, 
Um, there's about five names, Elvis, mm -hmm. Alfie, Bobo, Costa, and Callum. Of those yeah. five names that weren't from MacArthur available, you'll see Elvis back. So yeah. I guess, which, which I'm, was, not, I'm cool. not upset about, yeah. Not at all. I, I wouldn't, oh, whether he starts or not is, is, is a mute point, but I think he'll yeah. definitely be on that match day team. Yeah, well, and even if he doesn't start, say, tomorrow night, he'll start, if, well, it'll be one or the other. He yeah. either starts tomorrow night or he'll start on Saturday, and that's perfect because we've got a little bit of depth there at the moment in terms of how we're performing. You've know, you got Maxi Burgess, you know, you got AC that's, that's playing up a little bit further up the pitch because we've got Paddy Yazbek coming in and, and Rattray's doing a great job um, as the other holding midfielder. So like you've got a little... Yeah, yeah, you might find... Tomorrow night or tonight, when you're listening to it, guys, maybe Paddy Yesbeck comes off with you know a quarter of the game to go to give him save him some legs for the weekend's mm -hmm. game. Yeah, Anthony yep. drops in next to Retro, which he's done a thousand times. Elvis comes on. Yeah, which like would be twenty odd minutes, and then yep. like you said, you'll see then Elvis start on the weekend. Yeah, which would be which should actually be pretty good. It's a great player to to bring on at that point of the game as well because it's a bit of a game changer. If we, hopefully we've already seen out the game or we're, we're close to it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup. And speaking of that, are there any players we, we need to be mindful of? Um, do you think Sean or? Um, I don't, look, they're not traveling too well no. uh, in an A-league sense. Uh, what they're bottom of the table I want to say, yeah, they're last without a win. Um, so they'll either beat us 5-0 or I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So look, it's one of those things, yeah. Look, they've got, you know, who, who, who uh, look, maybe, you know, got Luke Ivanovich, that'll be an interesting little narrative in amongst us, mm. FC, you know, fans. I think he'll be pumped for it, yeah. Yeah, like him as a yeah, personal, you know, he'll, he'll take it personally in, in a way. Um but otherwise, look, I, I don't think it's our game to lose. Like, if, if this game is lost, it won't be. It will be because of us, not necessarily because of them. If that makes any sense. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we could be our own worst enemy. Yeah. Um, and that's the only way I can really see us. If we play like we did against MacArthur against Brisbane, I think we'll get through quite comfortably. Um, the only one that I, I sort of have a little bit of time for in their squad that's a little bit dangerous at times is, is Ramat Akbari at times. He can be a little bit dynamic on the ball and maybe just something we have to watch out for because he can you know, do a special thing every now and again. But um, apart from that and Luke, uh, I, you know, I don't see a lot of threat with them going forward. They're, I think they're still trying to find their feet. They're pretty... Pretty young and yeah, and, um, I thought they might yeah. have kicked on a bit after that. It's, it's a, a little while ago now, but their draw in the first round with City, I thought, okay, they looked good too. Yeah. They didn't look too bad. Yeah, I, I think they were, they could have snatched a win there, but there was yeah. off for a handball or something. I think no. Yeah, it was. Or what? It was. It was. There was a dodgy VAR call from memory. I can't remember. Yeah. Like it was the first game of the season. It's gone back too far, and with all the press moments. So. Don't know whether I'm coming or going, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've kind of gone down the gurgler a bit. So, uh, predict a score, Jules. Well, I think we'll pretty we'll win pretty comfortably. I'm going to go for a, for a uh, two nil victory, um, but it will be a solid two nil, comfortable, not a lot of threats type of win. What about yourself? Um, just a typical standard workman kind of game. Yeah, yeah, just get through the else. 90. That's yeah, it. get through the 90 because they're probably all thinking, hell, we're going to be back here again in a few yeah. times. So, yeah, I'm going to, um, I was going to say 3 0, but I might piggyback on you and, and just say a decent 2 0 win. Um, yeah. Because there's, there's something yeah. to play on the weekend. Exactly. Well, that's a, that's a good segue into the preview for the weekend's game, which is very similar to. <laughs> the preview for the Wednesday game because they're playing the exact same opponents. So as we said, they're last. Um, it's pretty much, look, it's it's going to be interesting. The only thing that I can see that would be different from, say, Wednesday night to Saturday night is that uh, the, the lineups, essentially. Our lineup, I don't see changing a lot. And 
I mean, it depends on who they bring down as well and who's at their disposal because if they yeah. do still have a bit of COVID problems, then they might only have um, X amount of players available for the whole squad. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be an interesting one, but um, there's not much new to sort of talk about in terms of on that weekend. I think we're going to end up having a very similar situation to hopefully the Wednesday situation. So... I, I think we'll win probably two or three nil um, yeah. on the weekend. I, I think there won't be really any little to difference with the line. Uh, Maybe just that Elvis kind of little bit of change just to freshen some legs. You know, maybe, you know, Ninko might start to give Max some more time on the weekend on the Saturday night's game. Mm. Um, 7.45 kickoff, by the way, guys. Um, but, yeah, I think we more or less will have the same team go out Wednesday night to Saturday night. And then the result. Look, playing the exact same team at the exact same ground, the exact same week. Um, um, I I think it'll be, I think we'll go a little bit more hell for leather on the Saturday night game because there's, I was going to say there's more to play, but, you know, with knockout football, you know, it's, it's still a dive, but, I'm going to say if we get 2-0 against in the FFA Cup with the Raw, I reckon we will go 3-0 mm. on Saturday's game. Yeah, it could be a bit deflating for them losing, being knocked out of the Cup, which is their, their biggest Cup run ever, Brisbane. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it might be a bit deflating if, if that does end up being the result. So, yeah, I could, I could see that happening for sure. Um, and it's not the only game that will be happening on Saturday. Uh, the, the precursor, the curtain raiser, or whatever you want to call it, at 5.05 p.m. kickoff, the A-League women's are playing Canberra United. So as we previewed before, we're first and then ninth without a win. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, chalk and cheese in terms of how seasons have been so far. Um, predicted lineup, I don't think we're going to see, you know, too much change. Yeah. From, I mean, obviously, we've got the enforced changes of Remy and, and Courtney uh, being out. Um, you should just see what happens with Taylor. Look, how long mm. does COVID now with Omicron take to get over? Like a week? I so, think it's still the week sort of isolation that you got to be in. Or something. Yeah, yeah, I still think that that's there. I'll, I'll put my money on her not being there because even if yeah. she's well and passed it, she wouldn't have been able to train, so she might be a little bit underdone. And, mm. you know, in all due respects to Taylor, the girls played exceptionally well without her last week. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying that we don't need her, but... I, There's I, no need to rush her back. Yeah, yeah. I'm confident. And, and, and I'm going to say the likes of Nat Tobin as well, that I would not be surprised if she... If Ante's like, you know, just have another week. That's not... Mm. If we're playing City or Victory might be a bit different, but in all due respects to Canberra, they're, they're ninth without a win. Um, so I, I'm confident that we'll have those enforced changes. I'm confident we'll see Paige and Rahas up there and there'll just be a few new faces on the bench. Um, who, who would be on the bench? I'm trying to think. Maybe like our um, like well, there and I'll be interested to see what the bench will look like because the I girls... Think you have the likes of Satchel. Satchel will definitely be on the bench. Harissa Dulu's only been coming on and off every now and again. So it's you might you might see her feature a little bit more, potentially, um, just to save some legs. But, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Nash probably back with whatever was the issue with her. I dare say Jess mm. Nash will be back, which would be... Yeah. Maybe Kylie Johnson will find herself on the bench as well. Um, so yeah, because the girls' squad is not as big as the guys, is it? No, no, it isn't. No, it's a, I think there's, I'm not sure what the, the you know, max squad size is for, for the A League women's, but I think it is a little bit less than, than what the A League men's is. So, um, in terms of the key matchups or who to look out for, um, I suppose from, from my perspective, the one name that I guess sticks out is, yeah. is Michelle Hyman. So yes, yeah. that's, that's the one. Yeah, she, you know, in, in in recent years, like she's been a little bit of a one man team because she is, despite her age, still very good and still an absolute threat up front. Yeah. Um, 
another couple. I, I quite like that Emma uh, Ilajoski. She's quite a good mm. defender. And you've got Carly Russ back, but I think she might be in the Matilda squad. Excuse my ignorance. She has been in the past, but a good little nifty midfielder. I quite like Grace Ma. Um, she's another little face here. And they've got an old Sky Blue who saw little to no time and unfortunately didn't get a goal. But Alira Toby, who mm. was at Raw and came over to us last season, was, you know, coming off the bench. I was waiting for her to start a game and score a goal, but that never happened. So, um, yeah, so Michelle Hammond and, and um, Alira Toby, maybe a couple of faces to watch out for. Um, Scoreline, little prediction, Mr. Jules. I think we're going to continue on this this um, this train of very convincing wins with clean sheets. Um, I just uh, I don't think we'll score as maybe as many just because we are missing two of our key attackers being you know Remy and, and Courtney. But I still think we'll have enough to get over him. I'm predicting a three nil victory. Damn it, Jules! That's what I'm going to say. Three <laughs> uh, nil. Yeah. Look, I, I... I know they're sitting towards the bottom and all, but um, it will be, yeah, I, I just, yeah, the, the Remy and, and um, Remy and Courtney are just massive faces not to be there. And, you know, there, there's a goal each in them each game. Yeah. So, but I still think the girls have got enough firepower there with the likes of Princess and Paige and Rojas and, and then Mackenzie as well. Yeah. She would have to be second spot with the, Amount of goals, oh, yeah, behind yeah. maybe behind Courtney, but um, yeah, so there, there's there's another goal scoring threat that the that Campbell will have to worry for. Um, that's it. So what, two three nils, hopefully. So guys, get out to those games as well. You enjoy the double header. We're craving football. Get behind the girls because they're doing absolutely fantastic at the moment. And not that they need any more support, but you know when you've got big names like. Remy and, and Courtney out, and Taylor probably won't be there either. They even need more support to get them over the line. So get out there um, early on at 5 o'clock there against Canberra United at Colgra, and then stick around, of course, for the other game. Get behind the boys. It, we've been craving football, so here's your opportunity to get out to Colgra on what should be a nice Saturday Definitely. evening. Um, enjoy a few bevies. Um, support the boys. And then, you know, I want to be talking about with you, Jules and Jono, next week that we've had three wins on the trot. And, you know, oh, yeah. so, and that would be great leading into the likes of Australia Day games. We're playing a very good victory at the moment. Although they might have had their pants pulled down a little bit against the Wanderers almost on the weekend, which was, I've got to say, as much as I hate both teams. Um, oh, no, that was City. What am I saying, Sean? That was that was a great that was game. A very exciting game on a side point. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a good weekend of it's been a good weekend of A League action, even without Sydney, obviously being involved. But um, yeah, just get out to the game. So I just yeah. echo those comments. It's um, yeah, let's support our boys and um, just yes, keep marching up the and the girls and keep marching up the table and with the with the girls, but just keep on top of the table. Yeah. Keep going with that club championship. Jules, thank you for your company tonight. Much appreciated, mate. My pleasure. Is a little bit indisposed. He's a one-week calf. Again, it's flared up. It's the other calf. It's the yes. other calf this week. It's that, the Zulo syndrome. Yes. Yeah, Zuloism. Um, <laughs> guys, thanks for listening. All the best. We'll see you at the game. Take care. <laughs>